So welcome Shelby Clark to our Learning on the Trail podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today to inspire our students about your career. So you are a news reporter, correct? Yes, I am a news reporter slash anchor. Okay. So Shelby, can you tell me what a day in the life of a news reporter anchor looks like? The day in the life for me as a reporter and news anchor here in Lloydminster at Primetime Local News starts off with, before the, before the pandemic, it started off with me getting up around 8 a.m., getting ready to go into the newsroom uh, for 10 a.m. because we would usually have a news meeting for everybody to be able to say what stories they have, who they contacted, what they're going to do something on, you know, um, so we just kind of plan it out in the morning and then we all move on and get it all organized. Now with COVID, my daily basis here is probably uh, getting up in the morning and going in. Uh, we don't have a specific time right now because, you know, we're trying to keep up with social distancing, um, not being in the building when you don't need to be. And I'll make sure during my day that I'll usually have a Zoom meeting already set up from the day before. So if I have one at like 11 a.m., try and make it there for 10.30, 10.45. And then I'll be in there and be able to do a Zoom with whoever I'm speaking to. So we have two rooms that are usually the best for our Zooms. And I use my own MacBook uh, computer for those. I used to have an old laptop before that that had just awful camera quality. So I looked into getting one with better camera quality. And, and then we can record it. And um, just kind of be able to try to do five under 10 minutes of an interview. And then we bring our computers back in the newsroom. We edit them usually just on our computers in there, being able to clean up the interviews, make it look nice usually. Um, and then usually we need a, a lead, like, uh, uh, a couple sentences at the beginning of, you know, the news anchor for our show that's going to read it. And uh read that lead and it leads into your your zoom interview so that's how it usually has been during COVID 19 of course is doing a lot of zoom interviews and then there's sometimes when you're setting up interviews to be on camera where you go on location they supplies the, the cameras the stands with the cameras um the tripods we call them um and then they also have station vehicles that we will use so the station vehicles is like we have a good spot in the back where you can sit in the camera the tripod, everything that you need, and then you can use the station vehicle and drive it to where you need to go. And of course, Lloydminster is smaller, so there isn't too much of an issue with uh, the commutes. But you know, you get to the scene, you uh, you talk to that person, interview them with the mic, and now we have an extender for the mic, so you keep up social distancing. And then you can edit that story all together after if you also shoot all the footage of what you need. But that's usually a daily basis for me is that we put together. We put together our stories at work, try to have them in at a certain time. And then for me, since I was saying, like I anchor sometimes the late, the late news and the noon news. So I'll also be prepared to do that. And then usually it's uh, you uh, head home. And I guess for recreation, um, we do have a gym here, uh, Fit for Less, that's where I go. I usually work. I usually work out, try to keep up a healthy lifestyle when I can. Um, and other than that, I usually, um, at home, I will usually either be watching TV or uh, I've even started an 1,000-piece puzzle. 
I do have a couple friends here too that sometimes I'll see and hang out with. But other than that, yeah, that's usually my uh, daily basis in the reporter and anchor life here in Lloydminster. Okay, well, thank you very much for sharing that. What I hear um, when you explain that, there's lots of teamwork involved, that you're yes. not isolated in this role. Yes, um, I get when the COVID-19 first started out, there was a lot of isolation with uh, some of the anchors when they had to just do work at home. So it did start off with that for a little bit when it first started back last year. But uh, now we're kind of getting back into the hang of things of just keeping up the social distancing, wearing our masks in the building. And it does rely a lot on teamwork. So that they always say for this type of profession as well, it's not always all about having that talent of being able to, to anchor perfectly with the perfect tone, your voice on air, uh, doing everything live. It's also how well you fit with your team because it's all about, it's practically a team sport for this kind of profession of being able to work together, have good uh, co-worker relationships, you know, just having, having a positive attitude in the workplace. I like how you say that's a team sport. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to say that it's just a lone wolf kind of, kind of profession. It definitely is a team sport. Now, how do you become a news reporter anchor? Well, I went to Nate in uh, Edmonton. So I was in the radio and television program, radio and television broadcasting program, uh, to be more correct. And it is a two year program. And the first year and the third semester is all in class. So for the fourth semester, that is your practicum. So you have multiple options of what you can do. But in the first semester, you go through learning more about marketing and promotion stuff with for radio and television. And usually everybody ends up choosing if they either want to be in the television semester or in the radio semester at that point. So it kind of branches off half of the class is going either to radio or television, which of course I chose television. And the only thing was that it was very busy. Um, lots of classes in each semester. Like I think there were seven classes in each semester. So even though it is a short program, you just got to be prepared for a lot of a lot of stuff to learn and it's a lot of hands-on learning. So it's very good for those kinesthetic learners out there that, you know, rather than writing essays and papers, it's more hands-on working with cameras, learning how to write articles, things like that, learning how to do interviews. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you now, because you said the first semester you did marketing and promotion, and I mm -hmm. probably wouldn't have really thought much about that when I heard your your occupation is news reporter slash anchor. So how did you choose your path? Well, for me, um, I, I've always liked being on camera. <laughs> Ever since I was younger, I just loved being on camera. I was kind of a, I've always wanted to be like, well, in the beginning, I liked wanting to go into acting. But um, after a couple of years after high school, I realized my passion um, back in junior high and elementary, I was also on the news anchoring uh, teams, news broadcasting teams for the schools, which is always fun. And I realized, you know, this is actually a passion of mine. I wanted to go into television. And after that first semester with uh, promotion stuff that you learn, um, I just just realized that, yeah, just being on camera and being able to do interviews and be, being able to just be being more in person. That's what I really enjoyed. Yeah, just personality wise, I didn't think I had the radio host kind of personality. And I appreciate your connection from 
you were thinking about being an actor and then this is where you ended up. And I would think that there's lots of similarities as well, because, you know, when the camera starts rolling for you as a news anchor, you are still, you know, putting your public face on, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, definitely with acting, I guess it's, it's similar in a way of not only just being on camera, but it's, uh, there's also a script. There is also things like with the teleprompter when you're anchoring, there's something that you're able to read because it's not just your stories that you're reading. So it's kind of like the same with, you know, if you have a script and you're an act and you're an actor, actress, um, a lot of it does have to do with uh, memorization as well, too, especially for those standups in the field when, you know, we're on the scene for a story and you you don't have a teleprompter for that. So you're just kind of doing it on the fly. So a lot of it is a lot of it is kind of simu uh, similar. Now, would you highlight some projects or responsibilities that you've had an opportunity to be involved in? Some of the projects like here at work, I'm used to, especially now with COVID-19, unfortunately, I'm used to doing a lot more Zoom calls with people over interviews. So we do a lot of those kind of projects at work with just being able to speak with people who were talking about certain stories over Zoom on our laptop, then being able to edit and uh, write to it kind of like a nice lead for someone to read on camera towards that story. Um, I guess some interesting projects here is definitely like uh, last year when I was in my practicum, I got to shoot, edit, and write my own uh, story uh, thing that uh, emergency responders throw. It's been like around three years now that they do it. And I thought that was an interesting story because they go on eastbound on uh, uh, the highway here outside of Highway 16, outside of uh, Lloyd Minster. And they set up just kind of bringing awareness to people to slow down and move over when there's an accident or something like that on the side of the road, because there have been lots of issues with some drivers just speeding by and accidentally, you know, um, clipping some of the emergency responders, which is just, you know, just awful. A lot of people don't think about things like that, but I thought it was interesting being able to bring the camera out there. That was a good experience of being able to cover that last year. And then this year I was also able to do another story on it and just, uh, just keep bringing awareness to people out there that there is issues like that. How do you find the stories that you want to bring awareness to? Yeah, um, so you learn that there are a lot of sources that can help with, you know, reporting uh, in different communities, especially, you know, internet is your best friend. Uh, you know, you got your Facebook pages here with what's up Lloyd Minster, what's happening Lloyd Minster, where there are lots of residents that are involved on Facebook in that page. We will check out uh, just different newspapers online as well, kind of like the Meridian Source and uh, the GOAT, uh, my Lloyd Minster now with different articles. And just making sure that you're in tune with like, also, of course, you know, a lot, not a lot of people use them anymore, but the newspaper, of course, always gives you lots of good ideas. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I said before, just having those connections in the community, you know, they can really help you find some more stories as well, because, you know, once you make that connection, those same people will come to you saying, hey, Shelby, um, this event or this is happening right now, will you guys be able to cover that? And that's also another very good source of finding something to bring awareness to. Now, I'm wondering if you have a personal story about somebody who maybe has encouraged you or influenced you to be a news reporter, anchor, or someone who maybe made a huge impact in you doing what you're doing now. I would say that Two years after I graduated high school, I was working at uh, a place called Quick Card Solutions as a receptionist, not knowing at all what I wanted to do with uh, my future. 
But after I looked back, kind of just in my past, remembering how I was in the news, uh, the news broadcasting teams in school and everything, and I love being on camera, I thought, I'm going to look into this program. And I ended up reaching out to Shay Ganim from Global Edmonton News. And, you know, he's well known on Global Edmonton's team, but he was, he's great to speak to. And he was saying, you know what, why don't you come down on one of our early shows and I'll show you around our studio of like what we do. See if like that, this is something that you could see yourself doing. And he didn't think I would, but I was there right at 5 a.m. He didn't think I'd make it because I was, I think, 19 at this point, 18, 19. And he was just shocked to see that I was really willing to actually come and uh, check it out. So I went there at Global Edmonton Studio, and I thought that was good inspiration right there that actually got me thinking, I, I think I would love to do this. The best thing about it is that he's telling me about his own personal experience of how he moved up and moved from smaller places up and up until you know, he, he was at Global Edmonton, which is, you know, a big station. And I thought that was really inspiring to see. And now after being in the NATE uh, program, there was an instructor named Jeanette Dubay there. And she was uh, more of the writing, the writing instructor, but she's a producer at CTV, CTV Edmonton. And uh, she's also an amazing instructor there at NATE because she really, she really helps all the kids. She went out of her way to help all of us whenever we had issues. And she was the one that helped me choose to go to Lloyd Minster for my practicum. Even after she knew what my dream, my absolute dream was and my absolute goal. She said, this practicum right here, I swear this will be your, your best first step stepping stone. And I would have to say like those two, especially are like what I remember most for my inspiration of just getting into this uh, profession. Otherwise, other than, you know, of course, my friends, my family that encouraged me. Thank you. I always love the inspirational stories of how people end up in careers and who's helped them on the way. Yes. And I don't know you very well, Shelby, but I do know that sometime there's going to be other students that when they're telling their stories, they'll say, I'm Shelby Clark, <laughs> that I was inspired to, to do this and that I was wow. able to take the risk. I know that. That would be, um, that would make my day if I ever heard that <laughs> in the future, really. So if, one of them, if one does happen to say my name and just hearing this on a podcast and they say, oh, this, this is what inspired me. I'm glad to have helped them out with that because it's always, it's always good being able to find what your true passion is in life. Absolutely. When you find a job you love, you never have to work another day in your life. Yeah. Um, so do you have any advice for her, our students who might be listening to this and thinking about going into a career in the news and broadcasting and media promotion? What I would say, this might sound a bit cheesy, but honestly, just believe in yourself. Because with this kind of profession, I know a lot of people are very camera shy. Once you get into this program, and once you get into this profession, you're going to get so comfortable and find such a true passion for it. And I would say, don't let, don't let your nerves, don't let your nerves stop you from doing what you want to do in this profession, especially. Thank you. I think that's what we need to hear. It's that inspirational message, like believe in yourself, students, you can do this, mm -hmm. um, take the risk. We often don't teach students to take a risk. We often go safe. Just make sure you also have some thicker skin because with news, as you can see, even on TV, there's lots of sad news. There's lots of dark things. And if you know that you're not able to handle it, I wouldn't say it would be your, your true um, career choice. But as long as you got thicker skin and you know what's happening and 
you're able to handle the things out there, I would say it's a very good career choice for you. You just got to be prepared to be able to tell those stories of certain things. But also don't forget, there's also positive stories out there that you can find. Awesome. And I also appreciate your comment about having thick skin, because there are news stories that you cover that probably break your heart. But oh, there are, yes. There are probably yeah. news stories you cover that probably make your heart swell and that it brings tears to your eyes that it's so amazing. Yes, it's it's some of it can be some of it can be tough, um, especially kind of recently. I've had a Zoom call with a woman that um, has had a, a nice a nice thing going on to help people in need, especially with residents in recovery that, you know, people that need help with uh, especially mental health and addiction because she actually lost her son to it a year or two ago. And it was such an emotional story, but just hearing her speaking to her on camera and just seeing that raw emotion in her face, you know, it really, it, it can be so tough, you know, but that's why I say have thick skin. Cause if you know that you're not able to cover the, if you're not able to handle that, then it might not be the best route for you. I appreciate that you shared that story with us because I think some of it must be very prideful if that's a word yeah. uh, for you, because you've now brought awareness to people about addictions and mental health. And mm -hmm. that is so important, especially now during the pandemic, that people are struggling and people are struggling alone. So you're bringing awareness. You must feel very good about lots of the work that you do. Yes, there is definitely so stories that I'm like, wow, I can't believe I was able to bring that out to the public. And some people, a lot, lots of people who we interview and talk with, they're, they're especially so grateful for us being able to put their story out there. So it is definitely, and it might be selfish, but it is a great feeling for reporters to be able to do that. Now, I want to go back to your comment about thick skin. And mm -hmm. I know you were talking about um, kind of hardening your heart when you have to uh, share a sad story or something that's very emotional. But mm -hmm. I would also imagine with how social media works, you might read something that's negative about an individual that they need to have thick skin because people feel they could comment about anything on social media. Do you ever get some feedback that maybe you need to have thick skin and realize what's important to you? Um, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is something else that you can expect being a reporter is that yes, with social media, there is people out there that do have some negative comments towards you about whatever it is about uh, what you're even wearing on television, people are going to be watching you and not everybody's going to keep if they, you know, their comments to themselves. But I guess that's probably the worst thing when it comes to social media is that you have to read that and you just can't let it get to you. You know, um, definitely, I think confidence is something that you need to have in this profession, because if you let those comments get to you, it's you're going to want to quit, you know. So thank you for that, because I think it's very important. And I'll relate that back to your earlier comment about connections, because I think you have some very important connections to you. And those would be important, not necessarily these one-off comments. Exactly, exactly. Those those comments. And yes, you might get some good critique from people that, you know, they stated a nice way of saying what, what they think you should change or something. And, you know, sometimes it's appreciated. But you will, there will be lots of negative comments towards people, you know, being on camera, doing this kind of job and people, especially that don't 
like the media. Just don't let it affect you in a way that, you know, it, 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 they're trying to affect you. Don't let it get to you. Yes. And that's good advice for any student right now, even. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Day to day life. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Shelby, do you have any last words of wisdom for our students who may be interested in pursuing this opportunity? Words of wisdom. If you're, if you're struggling to think of what you're wanting to do with your life, but you think, wow, that's something I might be interested in doing. I say, honestly, take that chance. You know, don't, don't be nervous. I say, take the risk, like we were saying earlier. And you might, you might find a profession that's just perfect for you. Well, I really want to thank you, Shelby, for joining us to, today and sharing your passion about the job that you have. Because I think when people hear passionate stories about people who love what they're doing, it inspires them to go into that. And I'm absolutely certain, Shelby, people will speak, be speaking your name in the future saying, how did you get in here? I heard Shelby Clark on a podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much, Rayanne. Honestly, I, I appreciate that. Thanks, Thank Shelby. You. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Okay. Take care.